Good morning. Good morning. I made it. I made it. I made it. <laughs> my my uh, scientific technique, when it doesn't work, just shut it down and start over again. I'm telling you, 99.9% .9 of the time, it ends up working. Welcome, everyone, to the podcast, The Millionaire of the Diamonds. I am so excited about this this segment today. Like, I, I was working it this morning. It usually takes me about an hour to um, write the podcast, the segment I have to cover. This morning, literally, I, I was I was absorbed for over two hours. Uh, it just blew my mind away. Uh, not, not that there's something I didn't know, but rather the clarity of what I know, but finally into words. I'm looking at my Zoom friends, if it makes sense what I'm trying to say here, okay? Because in my position as a multi-level marketing leader for 38 years, it is so important for me to understand that there's a world of a difference between what I say and what is understood by the person I'm saying it to or by the audience I'm saying it to. The, the way they perceive it on the other end, depending on how they feel, oh my God, wait until we dive in the subject will determine how my message is perceived. Now, for those of you that were there last year, Sabrina, you were there last year. I did a massive mistake at one of my Zoom meetings, okay? Uh, I said something, no matter what my intent was, which was to elevate or to set an example, whatever, it was so badly received on the other end. Okay, you have no idea. And our capacity as leaders to know when to pack up, our capacity as leaders to know we don't have a student right now, so back it up. Our capacity as leaders to say, I made a mistake. It's irrelevant what I tried to say, but what's important is what they understood to apologize rapidly. This is going to make a big, big difference of where we're going. And as a leader, my job is to guide. My job is to mentor. My job is to coach. My job is to bring you to your next level of success, provided, and this is where we make the big mistake, okay, provided that you are willing to be a student. How many times, how many times have I frustrated even my own children, my husband or a director, simply because they weren't ready to receive the information. I was more passionate about their success than, than they were about theirs. Does that make sense? So obviously today when I'm looking into this, I'm going, oh my God. So Sabrina's going to start off with the meaning, um, the meaning of what we focus on is more important of where we're going, okay? Not on what we fear. So as long as you can keep away from your fears and stay focused on where you're going, it's gonna change your trajectory. Jean-Philippe Jacques is gonna be talking about, it's not only on what you focus on, but now based on, and I love this word, I had to work on this word this morning, submodalities, okay? And as I do, dove, yeah, in that subject, I loved it because there's six of them. There's six ways that people will perceive our message or I perceive a message. The three main one is visual audio and how I feel. But there's also three other ones, which we'll not cover today. They're, they're in fact, irrelevant for the majority of the people. The way they see it, the way they hear it, and the way they feel our message or vice versa, the way I feel it. He's going to explain to us how that can change the way we um, 
we perceive a mess. And just this morning, I shared something with Jean-Philippe. And right away, as I said it, I felt, I felt that the message wasn't received right. Like it was an instant bang for me, you know. And right away, I said, Jean-Philippe, I'm sorry. I didn't express myself properly because the fault is never out there. The fault is always here. And our capacity to recognize that the fault is ourself. Now, that takes a very mature person to understand that the fault is always me. Do you agree? Okay. You need maturity for that. So instantly, I realized that I, I did not express myself in the right way. I, I tried to reformulate again. And then Jean-Philippe says, now I understand. Jean-Philippe confirmed that I'm expressing it correctly. And this is the importance of leadership as a mother, as a father, as a spouse, as, you know, in our multi-level marketing, if you're part of the corporate world, always observe when you're speaking, how are they receiving it on the other end? Be very alert if you want to be intentional. And then Marie-Pierre is going to close off with how to recognize and change the outcome. So by reading the chapter this morning, that our incident with Jean-Philippe was taken care of within 60 seconds. But if I don't know that I don't know that it's my fault, how can you correct the situation other than lagging it on sometimes for 24 hours, 24 days, 240 years? Okay, so it's very, very important for me to build leaders in, in the, the millionaire of the diamonds that intentionally we're working together to level up, to be a better version of ourselves and making sure as we feel better and better and as we get better and better at helping people be better and better, the automatic outcome is financial freedom which is the, the vision we have for the millionaire of the diamonds, building a thousand millionaires, making sure we level up together and are making a difference wherever we go. So with no further ado, let's step right into the subject with Sabrina. Thank you, Maria. And first of all, thank you for all your sharing. I saw on Podbean that a lot of you are sharing the show. A lot of you are like the show because if you are on Podbean, you can put some art to the show every, I think, uh, 300 seconds. I don't know, but you can put art uh, a lot of time. I don't have the option when it's from my computer when I'm starting it. So it's why I, I'm opening it after with my cell phone. So first of all, we are talking about your own focus. What are you focused on expand? So they, they give some example that sometimes we are interpreting uh, a situation. We are focusing on something and at the base, it was wrong. It was not the real situation, but we change our focus and we fail just because we are focusing on something too small and it was not the real situation. They give an example, if you have something, someone late in a meeting and you're focusing that he's not there because he don't care about the meeting, but the reality, it's different. I think that in our new reality, it's if you're focusing on people that have their camera closed on Zoom, and you say, oh, they closed their camera because they don't care about the meeting. 
But the reality is maybe that she didn't have time to eat and she decided the meeting is so important for her that she will go to the meeting, but close their camera to not eat in front of the camera. So if you interpret their uh, decision, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Because during this time, you're not focusing on what you want to express to your people. You're focusing on what's going wrong and not what is the message that I want to give them. Because maybe she's, she's taking notes. It's just because you don't see it. So if it's really, really an example that I think that sometimes we are looking to it, but we just don't focus on she's there. She's there to listen what I have to say and what other people in the team have to say. So if we are just changing our mindset and they say we have to focus on what's going good. We have to focus on what we really want. And it's always linked to we, we are going in our fear. You are fear that she's not listening. You in the fear that maybe uh, she won't receive well the message. You, But the, there's three points that you have to do. First of all, resist to fear. So if you're focused on positive, you're resisting to fear. Second thing, you are in faith. Keep, in, keep the faith that the people there are there to be in success. And the third thing, stay focused. It's not your problem. Stay focused on what you really, really want. And uh, uh, they give an example for a driver. Yes, they give the example for, uh, for, for NASCAR driver, but I will give you the, the same example. We will have winter next time that will <laughs> comes to us. If you feel that you will have a car accident, you're losing the control. Where do you have to look? Do you have to look to the wall or to the tree that you're going to go? Or you have to look to the road. You have to focus on the road because you are going to go where you look. And if you look to the tree, you will go in the tree. This summer, I did my moto class. And they always said, you are going, you're, you go where you look. So if you want to turn, you don't look at the beginning of the curve. I don't know, uh, <laughs> of the curve. Curve. Don't, you don't look to the beginning, but you look to the end of the curve. Where are you going? You're going left, look left. So the focus is the same thing. Where are you going? Look always where are you're going. So you need to resist to the fear because yes, the three are there and you are, so you, you have to focus on what, who have the camera open, who's taking notes, who's there to learn. And you will have more people in your team that you're expecting that they will take notes just because you just don't know 
the other reality. So the first part is from you and you have to learn to control your focus. If you're, when you drive for the first time, I know that the, you was looking to the tree, but if you're doing it a lot of time, there's a neurological link that will do, that will be due. And now you just don't think about it and you look to the end of the curve, but it's a learning process. So when you want to change a pattern, you know that your old focus, your old fear will, will come back, but it's just a learning process. When you realize that you're looking to the tree, oh, I have to turn my head left. So uh, same thing when you're working, same thing when something happened and you decide to interpret what the person in front of you said. Just keep your focus and remind you, oh, I, I, I still not focusing on the right thing. I'm on my fear. Um, so you are now just focusing at the different place. And I know, my, um, GP, you have some tips to how to focus. Because, yes, we know that we have to focus on the right thing. We have to control our focus. They said, ask you a question. Ask you a question. It's the way that you come. You can come back to your your ex, <laughs> if I can see it. Why I'm doing this event? I'm doing this event to help him, my team. I'm doing this live to helping my client. Focus on this. So if you're asking you some question, you say, Ah, oh, oh yeah, I know. There's a bad comment, but I won't focus in this on this bad comment. I will focus on all the good one I receive. And I, why I did this live? Because I want to help some client. Did I help some client? Yes, I will focus on the positive. So GP, uh, now uh, can you just give us some tips how to uh, focus and control? Yes, because actually we are influenced. Everybody here is different, okay? So we are not interpreting the world in the same way. We all have our filter, okay? It's something that I used to say. We all have different filter. But at first, just to, uh, before telling you my subject, I want you guys to, uh, I want to ask you, do you have in your family, maybe a friend or even an uncle or somebody that you know that when they tell the stories that you have heard for a hundred times and every time the stories is a little bit different and somebody close to you say when you hear that story just like it's 10% less of what really happened here do you have that person in your environment okay it is normal because us, as I said, we are different. We have different filters. So we interpret the world in a different way, okay? So we interpret and experience the world through our sense. Actually, there is five official sense, but there is, there is a sixth one. So it's the touch, the sight, the hearing, the smell, the taste. And the final one is the one we call the kinesthetic, which about the space. Okay, how things are placed in our environment. And actually, every one of us, okay, have a favorite one that can affect our brain mostly. Okay, so for myself, I know that space has an impact, 
the visual is probably like the, the most important for me. And after it's the hearing. So for some of those, for instance, my, my partner, Jonathan, because he's a cook, the one that has a biggest impact for him is the smell and then the taste. So do you know what is the one that has the most impact on you? Okay. Because actually the one that is predominant will have an impact on the way you feel and the way you remember a musician versus a cook. Okay. Don't interpret the world in the same way because the cook will be more influenced by its smells and like the way he tastes and, uh, the musician will be more impact by actually his hearing. He will remember things about like some things that he was like he heard from the past. And actually, because we have a predominant here, what we call modality. Okay. It will, what will happen is this modality will have a bigger impact on how we interpret event. Okay, and this is what we call sub modalities because in every section, okay, here about like the touch or even the sight, their hearing, there is sub like subsection in it that we call sub modalities. For instance, a person that is really visual, that is impacted uh, easily by the visual and the way he remembers things and he affects himself is visual. He will like actually focus on the size the color, the brightness, the distance of the movement and all of that. So actually, that is the reason why sometimes when you tell a story or somebody's telling you a stories, actually you're hearing it and say, did that really happen this way exactly? And you will never know the answer. The reason why is that person has chosen to give like more focus on some sub some modalities about the size, about the color, or uh, some people that are more about like the hearing, the auditory, he will give more focus on the volume, on the tempo, on the pitch, on tonality. So knowing that, knowing what is the modality that is the strongest for you, and knowing that inside of each modality, there is some modalities. When you're getting in your mind back that even, you can influence the way actually you can feel that event. So you can put some emphasis or some focus on some sub-modalities. So what it happens is if you have lived a bad situations, a situation where you were mad or a situation like, um, let, let, let me just give you a, an example, like uh, when people are doing therapy, you know, like, for instance, like rape or anything like uh, big like that, okay? In therapy, the way they are working is they try to find what is your modality that influenced you and they try to give less focus on what has made that bad feeling and that situation stay in your mind and they try to find what you can focus on to give some more positivity so actually you will never erase it completely it just it will fade away with the time so the way i'm seeing it okay is actually as a mind map okay so we have we know like we have an event all events are filled through the five and the six sense and in all of those sections there is subse subsection that you can influence actually okay so it's all about 
what you will focus on, on what will you give more impact to be sure that actually you live that event and you give more focus on something that is giving you pleasure, that is giving you positivity. So this is the way that you have to understand yourself. But the other thing, and this is what Marie-Pierre will cover, is everybody is not as you are. So I'm more influenced by the visual and their hearing and other people around me. So when I'm talking with them, because most of the time we, we use our word, I have to be sure that I can use the right vocabulary and connect with that person to be sure that I can influence her or help her think and analyze a situation through what is her uh, strongest modality. Thank you, Jafarita. So before going with how you can know what the other person is and uh, their focus, I want to play a game with you. <laughs> yeah, I love doing quiz. Okay, so I have four questions just to know for you. Do you know which one you tend to focus on? Is it visual, auditory, or kinesthetic? So let's see <laughs> with the four questions. So you can just answer in the comments A, B, or C for each of those four questions. So first question, what is the easiest for you? Recalling A, faces, B, recalling names, or C, recalling experiences? So A, faces, B, names, or C, experiences? <laughs> I love to see Maria when she's thinking. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Through the game. I, I answered. I answered. For me, it's all three. <laughs> I'm very good at names when it interests me. The, the experience, the face. I never forget a face. Never. So I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Perfect. Question number two. When you are showing someone else how to do a new task, do you typically A, write out step-by-step -step direction, B, give them a verbal walkthrough, or C, show them how and then let them, uh, let them give it a go? So A, write out, B, a verbal, or C, show them how. <laughs> Kathy, A, B, C. <laughs> Okay, perfect. I see a lot of C's. Maria, of course, all three. <laughs> okay, question number three. <laughs> My first memory is about A, something I saw, B, hearing a familiar voice, or C, something I did. Your first memory. My first memory, repeat. Is it something you saw? Is it hearing a familiar voice or something you did? Your first memory. Give me an example. When you were a baby. For me, I, uh, my first memory, I know it was going like uh, at um, the chalet of my grandparents and playing with the couleuvre. I don't know <laughs> what is in English. A warm. There you go. But it's not that. <laughs> Something like that. My first... I uh, have to think about that one. Okay. Okay. 
<laughs> and question number four. When speaking, I more typically say A, I see what you're saying, B, I hear you, or C, I understand how you feel. <laughs> Perfect. So if you have a lot of A, you are more visual. If you are more B, you are more, more auditory. And if it's C, it's kinesthetic. Oh, so now you know for you. But once you're aware of this, you will realize that people are constantly using words in their day-to-day -day language to tell you which system and which submodalities they are tuning in. So listen to the way they describe their experience and you will take it literally. So come some common expression based on visual submodalities. They will say that really brightens my day that put things in a better perspective. Let's look at the big picture. This problem keeps staring me at the in the face. Some auditory, some modalities, common expression is constantly giving me a static about that. The problem is screaming at me. I hear you loud and clear. It brought everything we were doing to a scree screeching howl. And this guy is really offbeat. If it's more kinesthetic, some modalities, common expression, that guy is slimy. The pressure is off or the pressure is on. The thing is waiting on me. I feel like I'm carrying this whole thing on my back. This concert is really hot. I'm absolutely immersed in this project. So if you just hear of everyone around you, you will see which one of the three they will use more. So it gives you an idea how you can um, really talk with them. And for you, really our ability to change the way we feel depends on, upon our ability to change our sub modalities. So we must learn to take control of the various elements with which we represent experience and change them in a way that support our outcome. So like Jean-Philippe said, just in, like uh, with hypnosis or something like that, they will take a memory and put it back, 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 so far away that you can't see it, but you can do the same thing with something positive that maybe is really far, bringing it back more close so you can just have the positive vibe with this experience. So that gives you an, an idea with the three submodalities. Oh, my God, I love it. I love it this morning. I love it. As I recapped a little bit this morning, what I was looking into, I said, so in other words, Maria, I, I love talking to myself. What I focus on expands. We often heard that. What I focus on expands, okay? Um, I need to focus where I want to go. What is my outcome? You know, and this is why if you're in multi-level marketing like myself, I only focus on those that want to grow. I only focus on those that are in need of mentorship. I only, you see, you're my dogs, eh? There you go. I only focus on that because if I am to focus on the people that don't want to listen to me, then I spend my time feeling bad and I can't help the superstars that I have now. So you, the same thing, focus on those that absolutely want to go forward. And the last thing I wrote down is, Maria, think about your past. Think about your past. 
How in the past have you felt bad about something? And who was really responsible? So I revised three situations in my past that I didn't feel good. And out of each one of the outcomes, I was responsible. Either I had my period, either I had had a fight with my husband before, either I had a a bad experience at a certain point. Um, Think of the time you felt persecuted. So I thought of times like I'm 58. So there's been times, especially when I was younger, where I felt persecuted, okay? Or I felt I, I was being attacked in a racist way, or I was being judged. But when I look back, The only problem there was me. I didn't have the self-confidence I have today. I didn't have the self-esteem I have today. So I want you, you know, in in the days coming forwards, reflect on your past experiences when you felt persecuted, when you felt misunderstood, when you felt the person was an idiot in front of you. Ask yourself seriously the question if you're able to be mature about it. Okay, because here the big key word is maturity. I love it. And Stephen Covey hits on that nail all the time. My mother used to hit on that nail all the time. Think, think, think. And, and can you figure out how you were responsible? Your capacity to understand that everything that is happening to you is because we are responsible will be the, the trampoline, if you want, to your next level of success. Your incapacity. To understand that and to always think it's a lack of compatibility, like des atomes crochus, like we don't get along, she's not my style, he's not my style. That kind of language is you disresponsibilizing yourself. It's not in proper English, but I think Monique, you understand, is me trying to disresponsibilize myself of the responsibility that I should have. So once again, I'm pointing there. She's not a great leader. I don't like the way she does this. I don't, but in reality, there's one, two, three, four that are pointing towards me. Remember, the problem is never out there. The problem is here. And I can just tell you, being in my own shoes, the day I understood that I am responsible, my whole life changed. My trajectory changed. My relationship with my husband changed. The way I, I handle my children, my business, and everything, this heavy, heavy load on my shoulders just came off because I am responsible. Monique, 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 there you go. There you go. I am responsible. Responsible. Able to respond. And voila. I love today's subject. Thank you so much, everyone, for being here with us. Off to the French. And I have to calm down my dogs before the next podcast. Bye-bye, everyone. <laughs>